0: We had a really good episode last week. Yeah, that episode was incredible. Top tip. <laughs> did you have a nice Christmas, by the way? I probably did.
1: <laughs> the, the odds are I did have a nice Christmas. What about you?
0: Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. Uh,
1: yeah. Doing do anything? I have you had no doubt in my mind that it was going to go perfectly. So. I, I can't even tell you what I got. <laughs> That's how good it is. Yep. In case you can't tell, we're recording yeah. early. Like, really early, like 8 <laughs> a.m. early. <laughs> I've been awake for 45 minutes. We're going to talk this week about uh, everything that Apple uh, released in 2021 before we move on to the next year. So this is the exit interview for things released last year, um, starting out with the iPhone 13 lineup. Um, first thing I have to say here, Mayo, is that, <laughs> that when I when I you know was reading the notes and I saw the iPhone 13 lineup, I was just thinking – hmm this is this is this is one of those years where i really now that there's been a few months since the purchase and ownership this is one of those months where i really don't feel good about having upgraded
0: <laughs> it's like i mean i'm glad you said that because when i was doing like the rundown i was like wait what's actually new in the iPhone 13 like, okay well the pros have got promotion uh-huh. and then i was like what else? <laughs> well, well, you,
1: you've you've got um, a much bigger camera housing on the Pro as well. That besides the the Max, you know, the, mm-hmm. the non Max has a much bigger camera housing and better cameras. You've got um, cinematic video, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Which again is. Have big. you ever used it since you got it? I've used it a couple of times, and it. it but not in the, not in the way of like changing the focus of of people in the in the in the shot like you see on 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 TV and in movies you know but in in the for the purpose of like you know basically portrait mode for video where it's just a nice blur you know blurred background to add depth you know a sense of depth to it um the thing is that it really re- it requires a lot of light and um like more than usual and then you're not getting 4K and 60 frames per second and everything. So um, yeah, I
0: mean that's still its biggest drawback is it requires what like 1080p at 30. Yeah, I I
1: I've done it like one one. I was listening to music in a in a um in a, a bar recently, and um, a friend of mine named Simon was playing, and uh, you know he had stage light on him, so it was really good lighting. <laughs> and, and then there was a nice background behind him, and and it added the depth and, and that was pretty good, but. Um, that was mainly just to get like a pretty cool little shot and, you know, a little memory, but, um, but yeah, it's one of those things where, um, man, yeah, I, I I went from the 12 pro max to the 13 pro and I'm, I'm totally content with it. It's just not one of those years where I'm like, Ooh, I can never go back to the last phone. (laughs) You know, this has got things that I have to have.
0: Uh it's one of those years where it's like what what was different? <laughs> well like all the camera lenses did get upgraded and so like going from the 12 Pro Max to the thir- to the 13 Pro as you did like the, the 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 main wide normal camera lens is equivalent to last year's big because bef- on last year's phone the biggest aperture with the most amount of light intake was only on the 12 Pro Max, right? It wasn't on the smaller sizes. So right. this year one of the upgrades is that the best camera which is basically equivalent to last year's camera is available on the normal sized pro phone but of course if you've upgraded from the max to this year's pro then you're not going to see any difference there because you've just changed from the same camera to the same camera yeah. in a different form factor right yeah. if i'd upgraded i would have seen a you know a camera differential uh, but it it's all kind of incremental yeah the the ma-
1: macro photography has gotten better since they've improved mm-hmm. the user interface which is a you know really clear lesson in the hardware can be there but the, the 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 design of the software needs to be up to par, or else you can't really, you can't appreciate it as much. Um, but it's it's that's still one of those features where it's like take it or leave it for me because I could you know I, I could use the the zoom lens before and feel like I was getting a pretty good macro shot, whereas with macro proper now, um, you do have the nice toggle in fifteen point two where it's it's you can easily turn it off in the moment. And it's not as jarring to change, but in so many situations where the lighting isn't isn't good enough, um, macro when it switches from the main camera to the ultra wide lens to do the macro shot, the 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 camera quality is like laughably worse, and it's like no, yeah, no, because the no. ultra
0: wide lens is so much worse than the main wide camera.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the like low light is still it's like going from an iPhone camera. To a MacBook Air webcam, you know it's that it's that weird. Um, so I still find myself like toggling it off in, in the moment and um, and not fully appreciating it. And the other thing is just like I guess like functionally, um, when even in you know you, you can do some good stuff in, in great outdoor lighting, um, but there's a lot of scenarios where you get close enough to actually do macro, and you if the lighting is you know coming from behind you and you can't change the position to get the photo you're looking for. Then you create a big shadow, a big iPhone shaped shadow over the, the subject. So it's a little, a little bit tricky. Um, and that's, you know, part of the knife. I guess that's one of the tricks, the, the, the challenges of iPhone photography versus a, uh, a larger camera. So,
0: yeah. And overall camera quality, obviously, it improves every single year, but like the 12 cameras were pretty, pretty good. And I think what all the tests and, you know, people trying them for a few months has, has bared out is that in normal lighting, the twelve and the thirteen photos are almost identical. It's when you get to like lower light scenarios where the extra wider apertures of the you know the lens lineup uh, and you get uh, focus pixels on the ultra wide now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's where that makes a difference. But it's in the niche, you know, ten percent of times versus like the normal photos you take, you'd be hard pressed to see a difference between the twelve and thirteen generation. Um, which is not to say the iPhone thirteen is like a bad release. It was fine, and obviously promotions nice for people that appreciate it, but it it's one of those incremental 12s kind of years even though they called it iPhone 13 in my opinion and i think as you said you would have been perfectly happy if you'd stuck to the the 12 Pro Max as you said you were going to do when they <laughs> announced the things but we didn't know how that went <laughs> i will give you credit though zach you haven't jumped around sizes this year
1: i haven't jumped around sizes as we'll get to later i haven't bought everything this year so i, I mean that
0: is an improvement mm. like
1: yeah, and the, the other new accessory this year for the you know that, that came around the thirteen, um, it, well, I guess I guess before the thirteen really is the, the MagSafe battery pack from Apple. So last year we had MagSafe introduced by Apple on the iPhone um, twelve, where you've got this you know ma- magnetic system where you can attach accessories like wallets and you know cases that are attached that way, and um, and and then and then now battery packs. And um, this is something I, I did buy eventually. And I don't regret buying it. It just it's just it would have been fine with the iPhone twelve as well.
0: You also forgot the biggest change of the iPhone 13 generation. Was the incredible, smaller notch. Oh I did forget about that. (laughs) Did forget. (laughs) The twenty percent less wide, but Mm -hmm. actually slightly taller by about a millimeter uh notch redesign. Which Mm -hmm. I don't really understand their decision making. It's so slight that like they could have just kept it as it was for another generation. But I mean it does look slightly better.
1: Yeah, I like your theory that it was because of the camera system in the back that, that things were just
0: so crowded that they needed. It was to do. done by necessity rather than like design improvement. Like. Yeah, yeah, because obviously the the cameras on the back do get pretty big these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I think like the 13th generation, I, I'd pass it. I'd put it as fine. Like it's not the worst year they've had. It's not the best. It's in the it's in the it's in the ballpark. We're obviously expecting bigger things coming. Yeah, I think like. I'm pretty sure next year's phone will look more different than another iPhone 12 generation style design, if you see what I mean. Yeah. It's um, it's not as bad as iPhone 6 to 6S. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we'll probably get like a, maybe like a hole punch camera next year or something more dramatic. Like maybe they still have square, squared off sides, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to get like another bigger camera jump that's more, that's less incremental and more noticeable. Cause I think uh, like Quo's talking about like a 48 megapixel sensor and, that probably be a thing where they take forty eight megapixels and do machine learning stuff to like the the output image is still about twelve megapixels, but they just use the extra data to make a sharper image and stuff like that. And the camera, the Face ID, maybe be going under the screen and stuff like that. So I think the the fourteen generation will be a bigger, um, like more. It, it'll be harder to forget the changes if you see what I mean. Like thirteen's fine, but. I, I wouldn't. If you have got a twelve, I wouldn't feel bad about it. If you see what I mean, unless you're like begging for the promotion stuff, which is great, and I really like promotion. But I'm not going to buy a whole new phone just for that. Yeah, because uh, the phones are expensive. Like, uh, and the issues of promotion on the iPhone are still unresolved. Like the the post that we did when the iPhone when the iPhone 13s first came out about third party apps not being able to adopt promotion fully. They addressed some of the issues, and they promised a software update to provide. 120 uh, fps in other circumstances for different uh for like depending on the way the app renders its content there's different and um, pathways that or frameworks that you have to use and like metal and stuff like that already adopt it but if you're just doing like UI view animation even today you can't request a, a higher frame rate for it uh, like it just doesn't it doesn't work and at the at the time apple literally released a statement saying we we will fix this in a future software update but as of 15.2 it still remains so i don't i don't really know, I don't really know what's happened there it's kind of weird so, well, that's good. that's a continuing saga. Obviously, we see similar things on on the Max as well. But thirteen, I give it. It's a passing grade. I'm not. It's probably going to be one in the, you know, in five years' time, will we, will it stand out as something to remember? Probably, probably not. If you know what I mean. It might. It might feel more like the F1 Seven. Yes. Yeah. Although the Seven, the problem with the Seven is it had that like it was such a terrible upgrade, but. <laughs> It had that cool color, the jet black color. Like, yeah, that makes it. That makes the generation memorable. Uh, this what was this year's color? I, oh yeah, I guess the other thing with this year with the Thirteens they they messed up all the colors because they took away the neutral colors from the cheaper phones. Because now you get Starlight and Midnight and all that rubbish. And then on the Thirteen <laughs> Pro, it was the same colors apart from they changed the blue to a different shade of blue. Right? So I just I, I'm a
1: fan of the not having a space gray and silver and and having a little bit different there, but. Um, the Sierra Blue—that's um, that, what I—that's what I bought, and um, you know, the, the, it's okay for a one-off for, for a one-year phone that <laughs> I'm going to trade in or something with. Mm-hmm. Know, but um, it's like it's like light
0: blue jean blue to me, <laughs> and they still have graphite as the as the the dark color on the pro phones. Like, pl- please, Apple, just make a matte black, a darker black again. <laughs> The dark black, like the jet black iPhone 7 looks so cool. And then the matte, the, the iPhone 7 also had matte black as well as another option. It did. And then they had on the cheaper phones for a while, they had the black. Now this year, they took away the black colours from the cheaper phones with Starlight and Midnight, and the high-end phones still just have graphite, which it just doesn't have that same kind of like purity of blackness. So that'd be something I'd love for them to fix for, for the 14th generation. Not another shade of blue. Happy Hour This Week is brought to you by Prisoner Wine. What matters most when it comes to a great wine? Is it the taste? Is it the vintage? These are all important factors, but also the story behind the wine matters. Introducing the Prisoner Wine Company. The Prisoner Wine Company is simply here to bring you the best wine around with impeccable attention to detail. They insist on doing things differently. 20 years ago, they combined some of California's most unusual grape varieties to make a bold and complex blend, creating their flagship product, their namesake, Prisoner Red Blend. It evokes ripe fruit flavours like raspberry and pomegranate, and is refined to be incredibly smooth. The wine is unapologetically red in concoction, but it's smooth, rich and approachable to everybody, and it comes in a beautiful bottle featuring Francisco Goya's iconic artwork. In fact, the flagship Prisoner Wine brand is one of Napa Valley's most recognised red blends, appearing in publications like The Wine Spectator, Forbes and Food and Wine. But of course, the only way to experience these wines is to try them for yourself. Try one bottle and you'll taste and see just how good The Prisoner Wine Company is. And now the Prisoner Wine Company will ship all of their rule bending blends like Prisoner Red, Prisoner Chardonnay and Thurmelot direct to your door. Now, Zach, I know uh, you had a chance to taste uh, Prisoner Red wine, correct?
1: I did. It was a Thanksgiving Day special. And um, for for me, it was a big upgrade over my usual like grocery store wine that um, I would never bring to to dinner like that. And um, for my stepmom who... Um, is much more knowledgeable in the wine space and has a has a real appreciation for good wine. It passed her test and she was very, um, very impressed with, with the, the taste and, and so was I. So uh, really, really,
0: really uh, good bottle of wine. So go to theprisonerwine.com slash happy hour for 20% off plus shipping included on your first purchase. Order now. This is the best deal they have available. So get 20% off plus shipping included at theprisonerwine.com slash happy hour. That's T-H-E-P-R-I-S-O-N-E-R-W-I-N-E dot com slash happy hour. Offer is valid on first-time online orders only for United States residents of legal drinking age through 31st of January 2022. Limit one offer per household. Other exclusions may apply. Please enjoy wines responsibly. Thanks to the Prisoner Wine Company for sponsoring the show. iPad time. iPad time. Did you buy an iPad this year? I barely bought anything this year, so no, I didn't actually. But... um... (laughs) You, you, wise man. I, I mean, I, I did buy a laptop, so that, that yeah. I think I think that overall, was a big budget user. Your overall budget for for purchases might have exceeded mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the iPad this year, obviously the iPad Air got its big update uh, in 2020, so it didn't get any, you didn't see any any love this year, which is fair enough. The iPad base iPad nine point seven inch, it got like a a minor spec bump that isn't worth discussing. Uh, but the big things for the iPad uh, hardware wise this year was the ipad mini and the ipad pro update theoretically like what was the ipad pro update well you got an m1 chip inside it now uh, so you could get you know 8 gig or 16 gigabytes of ram you could go up to uh, two terabytes of storage for the first time but i think everyone would agree that the m1 ipad pro had very little real world impact compared to the older ipad pro generation you know like
1: well it's a, a few more things like wasn't this the first version with with 5g
0: yeah, I mean, it adds 5G,
1: but... Okay, it adds 5G. And if you have the 12.9-inch model, you, you experience micro-LED for the first time on an iPad, which is the,
0: you know... Mini-LED, yeah. I mean... Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We, we'll get that wrong back and forth until time is over, I swear. I, I'm That's convinced it. no one knows the difference. <laughs> Except for yeah, I have yeah. have a fun marking. When, when micro-LED finally is ready for prime time, they'll have a good marketing exercise trying to get everyone to understand the difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mini-LED on the iPad Pro... I mean, you had one, right? Do you? St- I, I don't know if you still have your iPad Pro or not, but um, of course not. <laughs> you got rid of it, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
1: It went to it went to a colleague. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, what would you say about the screen type? Because this is obviously the first of its, of its kind that we've seen, and Apple is believed to be kind of rolling out across every product.
1: Like, yeah, for 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 that iPad, I mean, um, it, it 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 didn't hit me as much as uh, OLED on the iPhone. Did, or even always having OLED on the Apple Watch, and it's because it isn't OLED. Um, there was there were it compared to just a traditional LED backlit LCD screen, it's way better. But I st- still think that if it were OLED, it would way better for from yeah. for my preferences. Um, things things that are very bright. You, I mean, this is true of OLED as well. But if you if you're not looking at anything, any dark elements on the screen, you're not going to appreciate it. It's going to look the same um, as LED uh, backlit LCD. And and in in you know watching movies and TV shows, that's where it really shines, especially compared to you know the the iPad Pro that the 12.9 inch replaced without the mini micro. Minutia LED, <laughs> whatever it's called. Um, so, so that and the fact that it didn't come to the 11 inch this year yet either, um, you know, kind of kind of narrows it down to just just one of the, it's just the the most the highest end model um, in terms of price at least. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, the M1 thing is is I think a bit more interesting because the it, it wasn't obvious that Apple was going to do that. Until they did it, <laughs> you know. Like, I don't think everyone was like, "Of course, they're going to put an M1 from the from the you know Macs into uh, the iPad, and and not even you know call it anything else. They're going to call it the M1 chip, just like from the Mac lineup." Um, and that was before iOS fifteen came out, and so there was there was you know anticipation of, mm, not not is it is it really able to take advantage of that yet? And iOS fifteen helped, but. Um, I don't. I don't know that. Well, I mean, the fact is, you can do things on, on non M one iPads that you you know there isn't like anything that's like M one exclusive yet in terms of feature set. It's just it's you have a better experience on M one, which is true every year of of the improved
0: chip inside. So yeah, and you get a lot um, more RAM, which helps with if you're switching loads of apps at the same time, less of them. Wasn't there like a RAM not. story to it too, though? Which is like yeah, like originally the. An app could only use like a maximum, like a single app could only access about five gigs of the 16 gigabytes of RAM on the one terabyte, two terabyte iPad Pro models. Uh, As of iPadOS 15, there is a entitlement that apps can request to use basically all of the RAM for a single workflow, which. Like if you're just using an iPad for what I would say, like office tasks or, you know, Twitter, email, web browsing, that kind of stuff no single application is going to exceed that five gigabyte RAM limit. So you're just going to benefit by having more multitasking history. But if you are trying to do like a, you know, professional video workflow, professional photograph work, anything anything super creative that's using like multimedia assets, uh, more RAM is always going to be good. Like um, the the go-to example is the Procreate app. Depending on how much RAM the app can access, it can give you more layers on screen for the same canvas size. So, uh, like they were, and this is how this kind of issue came up: is that everyone on the Pro, who are big Procreate fans, they would tweet Procreate, okay, the new iPad Pro is coming out. How many, you know, how many uh, layers can I use? And they were like, it's no change from the old one. And everyone's like, wow, ah, it's got more RAM now. And so then it turned into this little like palaver. But now uh, they can get this entitlement, and they can get like hundreds of more layers by being able to use all of the RAM at the same time. Same for like an, a big audio editing application or a video application. So the, the 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 RAM can be utilized now, which is good. But it wasn't like that uh when the hardware first came out which i feel like is a trend that's becoming ever more frequent where there's just (laughs) hardware apple introduces these big upgrades to the hardware and it's like oh yeah we kind of forgot to uh have the software ready for it uh we'll sort it out in soon and then it takes you know two months three months or Mm -hmm. in the case of the iphone promotion situation we're still waiting like i i i feel like that's a bad trend because they're meant to be the integrated company right they make the hardware they make the software why why is this stuff out of sync like if they, if if the barriers of secrecy inside the company are making this stuff come out wrong, then they need to recalibrate because that's just stupid. And like, it, it, for instance, the RAM situation. Why wasn't the entitlement to use the full RAM available with when it shipped? Like, that's not even a secrecy argument. Like, you know, maybe with um, the iPhone, you could argue about promotion stuff, but clearly, some parts of the software stack were ready for promotion because the first-party apps were ready. It was just like weird. Outliers or the third party situation. It just felt stuff wasn't fully like QA'd or tested, but before it came out, I don't know, it was weird. And with the iPad, it's like, oh yeah, we're shipping the thing and we know each app can only use a max five gigs of RAM. But if you wait three, you know, two months for iOS 15 to be announced, but then you have to wait another four months for it to actually ship and then you can maybe have an application update to use it. Like, I feel like those kind of weird idiosyncrasies regarding timing just wouldn't have happened in the old days, but now they seem increasingly common. (laughs) something else that
1: um i think is worth noting for this year is that apple apple didn't take the opportunity with the m one ipad pro to do anything with first party apps aside from my, maybe swift playgrounds but again that that isn't m one specific even you know so maybe maybe it's when the m one is like the lowest ship in the in the pro lineup or or you know ipads that you can you can buy at all um that we've finally see them take advantage of that and it's just setting the groundwork but we don't have like you know final cut pro for for ipad or logic um for ipad um garage band has not had some like massive change where it's suddenly desktop class in the same way that it is on the on the mac um, yeah and, and, and like swift
0: Play, the new swift playground is actually pretty pretty good and pretty um Pretty competitive, or like way better than what I thought it was going to be, and a great a great improvement over the old Swift playgrounds. Like it's almost like an entirely different application on the iPad, and um, way more capable and way more responsive. So, if you are looking for like a desktop equivalent experience, that's not a bad example. Hmm. Uh, but it definitely feels like on the creative app side, Apple is slacking a little bit by not leading the way with something like like Final Cut for iPad. Just feels so inevitable that it's just silly they haven't done it yet
1: like, right they're, they're still leaning on luma fusion and and uh, other apps like that as the the go-to pro apps which and,
0: and you know, when and let's compare it to the laptops right when the new map pros come out they can't stop but talk about how many 4k streams and 8k streams you can edit simultaneously in final cut pro right like that's what they talk about and then the ipads come out and they're like oh, i guess you can use a third party app and it'll be all right you know like they need something whether it's a uh you know uh, uh, cuz even swift playgrounds like it's a good step in the right direction but it's not it's not a replacement for X-Code, for a desktop xcode experience like it's good but it's not it's not it's not there but there are obvious reasons why it, it can it's going to be a, a more complicated but you look at something like Fusion, you're like there's no real barriers for a third party app to make a pretty good video editing app so apple the first party should be able to make a fantastic video app that's mm-hmm. easily as powerful as what the same thing you can do is on a MacBook Air or, or a MacBook Pro, you know?
1: Yeah, um, I, I guess it comes down to what, what's already existing and they're just building on top of, because they probably, would, I don't know, maybe they would, but I would, I, if, if they were doing it from scratch today, based on today's conditions, maybe they would focus on the iPad first, and then they, they wouldn't have the Mac version unless it was, like,
0: from the iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's this is all this like these like phase conditions right of chicken and egg what came first and yeah. people aren't using like professionals are using laptops not iPads but they're never going to use iPads over laptops unless the software experience is there like it's an ecosystem and a and a virtuous cycle so the only one that's going to break the link really is apple because they have unlimited money and they own the hardware so they have incentive to offer super professional apps on the iPad where a third-party company can't yet in a, in most cases because the investment outweighs the returns. But mm-hmm. Apple clearly can do that, whether it's, you know, video, photos, podcast editing, like a podcast studio app for the iPad would be fantastic and actually mm-hmm. clear up things that third-party podcast apps can't even do at the moment. Like, you know, record the whole show in the same application you can then edit and then submit to the stores or yeah. submit to the podcast directory. Like, Apple easily has the means to do that entire... Ex- Front to back, full experience. They don't really need extra system functionality. They don't need any of that. But it would be a great like hallmark for this is what an iPad can give you these days. And loads of people do podcasts. It's a great creative uh, thing, and it's aspirational. You know, even if it's not actually used, like it's a. I think it'd be great for them to do something like that. Uh, but so far, they haven't done anything <laughs> in yeah. that regard.
1: What we did get with I, with iOS fifteen though was a was a big improvement to. The years ago version of i of of, of iPad OS that that you know introduced multitasking in a, in a different way from from the previous you know shot at it and things that were nicer this time were you, were you were able to have access all of your apps from the dock thanks to app library which is sort of like mission control on the Mac or, or excuse me Launchpad on the Mac and I was very happy about that. Um, that's that's the main thing, and then and then multitasking got a got a, a good bit better because there's there's more user interface clues about how you you control it. It's less guesswork, um, so and and you can you can minimize windows by dragging them down to access your your home screen. So that, that's useful as well. Didn't didn't touch anything on windowing except for a quick note, which is like, what if you could have an, a, a window of of instance of a note on top, floating on top of any of your other apps. You know, <laughs> that's as far as I've gone. So, you know, so overall, iPadOS 15, uh, I, I, as someone who spent a lot of time on the iPad, very big deal. There's just so, there's a lot left to be desired. You know, um, some some shot at windowing. Did you did you see the new uh, notification summary user interface? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like windowing came to notification summary before it came to the iPad. That's my thing yeah, on Yeah, little iPad. mini, like... Tiles yeah. yeah, overlapping like a, like a group Facetime call, um, and then I think I think my my bigger disappointment was that we didn't have anything for external display support. So it's still yes. you know yes. pil- pillar boxed version of the iPad screen mirrored to the external display. And when that changes, that'll be very interesting.
0: Yeah, because the the M1 chip gave them a Thunderbolt port, right? It was an upgrade from USB C to Thunderbolt, which yeah supports even bigger bandwidth, but external display remains very much crippled but the multitasking changes in ipad 15 very welcome just a lot more stuff makes a lot more sense now you don't have to rely on you know arcane multi-finger gestures to put an app side by side from the home screen and they have that little like dot 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 button at the top middle of the screen that to easily move from tiled mode to thingy mode so good changes there uh, but in terms of like that was that was improving what you could already do we're still waiting for them to uh, basically allow you to do even more like enhancements versus new functionality i'd say mm-hmm so the m one iPad Pro was a bit of a... Eh, whatever. I think the iPad Mini was a good update this year. Like, it's basically an iPad Air, which was also good last year, uh, but just smaller. And so, hard to complain. They even gave it a better processor than the iPad Air because the iPad Mini has an A15 uh, with the 6-core GPU, i.e. the same one that you get in the high-end iPhone 13 uh, lineup. Uh, but it's, you know, uniform bezels all the way around. You get Face ID. It's pretty compact. It looks nice. Like iPad mini I'd give it a big tick and it was it'd been kind of aging slowly with the older you know home button style design for a few years and they finally come around and gave it modern specs and a modern hardware design so hard to complain about that one I think that was a, probably one of their best releases of the year to be honest
1: yeah for, for our, our archival sake when listeners are hearing this in in the year 2050 I do want to say touch id not face id on the iPad mini
0: Right. Yes, you yeah. are correct. Yeah, okay. yeah, we apologize. Yeah, sorry, I was the... getting I was getting ahead of myself there.
1: We yeah. apologize to the twenty fifty ends. Uh...
0: Yeah, because the iPad Air is also Touch ID in the button, right? Not Face ID. That's but right. It's because it has the it has the Face ID look to it because the bezels are thinner and they're, they're the same width all the way around. Mm-hmm. And, and this is yeah. an iPad that I I didn't buy,
1: even though it's it's pretty appealing. But I I, I don't regret not buying it, and I'm um, because it's it's what it's five hundred dollars. Yeah, so it's. So it's it's a hundred dollars more than the iPad Mini that it replaced. It's um, almost two hundred dollars more than the, the the lowest cost iPad in the lineup, which has a bigger screen. If that's a factor for you, um, but so it's it's kind of a premium product so far. And you could you could imagine in the future that that moving down the lineup. Um, and both of the iPads that we discussed, plus the three twenty nine iPad, introduced this new feature this year called called uh, <laughs> what what's the center stage what's, Center stage. That's it. Uh, and that's pretty cool. You've got a, a, a wide front-facing camera, and if you're on FaceTime or Zoom or other apps that support this feature for video calling, um, it will it can it can track you and other people. And um, to, to me, this is the feature that I, I first saw on Facebook's Portal product, which is like um, a stationary uh, Facebook video calling machine. Um, and because it was stationary, this feature was sort of necessary, um, mm-hmm. but, but they brought it to the iPad, not on any of the Macs yet, but e- even the 329 iPad this year picked it up and it's in it's, use. Is, it's a cool feature. I like it.
0: Yeah. And obviously there's rumors of Apple creating a similar Facebook portal style product, right? For like FaceTime in the living room. So maybe center stage was one of the early innovations that came out of that, you know, internal work before the actual full like separate dedicated products ready happy hour this week is also brought to you by BetterHelp. if you're feeling strained or just not as happy as you used to or if there's something preventing you from achieving your goals sometimes you just want someone to talk to who is trained about mental health and lifestyle and what better time than the new year and BetterHelp is quite literally here to help from the comfort of your own home it assesses your needs to match you with a licensed professional therapist tailored to helping your personal well-being you can connect in a safe and private online environment And after signing up, you can start communicating to a therapist in under 48 hours. This is not run-of-the-mill self-help. This is professional counselling done securely online. And you can access counsellors specialised in all sorts of areas like stress, anger, relationships, depression, sleep and much more. Start a conversation with your therapist at your convenience. You just need to send them a message and they'll respond in a timely basis. And you can even schedule sessions like phone calls or weekly video chats if you want something even more personal. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid options are available. And of course, everything that you talk about is 100% private and confidential. So start living a happier life today. As a listener to this show, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash mac happy hour. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they're recruiting additional counsellors in all 50 states. Again, that's BetterHelp, spelt B-E-T. T E R H E L P dot com slash Mac Happy Hour, slash Mac Happy Hour. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show.
1: On the Mac this year, the the, the first thing that we you know, saw was the iMac with the M1 chip, and this is the 24 inch iMac that I released this year. replaces the 21 and a half inch iMac, and it's a very big redesign. I don't think it's what we expected in, ex- exactly but yeah, the,
0: the chin's still there
1: the chin's still there but it's super thin in, in in a way that's not just weird like why they do that but it act, it's it's attractive um and, it's, and yeah because the previous
0: imax they had that super thin bezel tail off at the edges but then yeah. it would taper into like the bulbous back right it's like an old crt monitor that mm-hmm. just wasn't as thick uh, mm-hmm. but this one is like impressively thin because it's uniformly like two centimeters all the way along and yeah it, it looks like a giant ipad on a stick like that's what it looks like <laughs> right and that's really cool uh it is cool yeah i do wish they could have got rid of the the chin but we're still waiting for that to happen but yeah i mean it was definitely striking because this was like the color they you know the big obviously the 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 thinness of the design was was in one aspect and the other part was the the colors right because they went wild and <laughs> they haven't replicated that across the rest of their macs at all uh that we've seen so far but the M1 iMac now stands like uniquely with you know its six color options that date back to the a nice homage to the G3 iMac and everything like that, and it just looks, it looks like you can't miss it if you're in a shop.
1: Yeah, uh, and it it is a very good all in one desktop. I mean, it, we we already know that the, that the M1 chip from the MacBook Air and MacBook Pro and Mac Mini um, were were they they provided a really good experience, and, and with this iMac, I I had. Not considered a 21 and a half inch iMac really ever for myself. Um, in large part because the, the base models were always so poor compared to, um, you know, if you, if you added the proper specs to it, then you approached 27 inch uh, size and then you had a bigger display and, um, you know, laptops were competitive. But in this case, this is, you, I think it's fair to say that, that the 24 inch iMac is like the, the iMac for, for everyone. And then mm-hmm. what we'll see come next year that replaces the 27-inch iMac is more clearly pro-oriented. Um, and there's some interesting things about the 24-inch iMac, like the port situation. It's pretty much the, the MacBook Air as a desktop. You've got two, um, like, I don't know if they're Thunderbolt 3 or USB-C 4 or whatever, but you've got two of those ports on the base model. You can get higher-end versions that have, two more ports. So I think then you have two Thunderbolt and two USB same. Sheet.
0: Yeah. It's two Thunderbolt base. Then you can get an extra two USB. C mm-hmm. if you want them.
1: Yeah. And you've yeah. got the headphone jack and that's it. The e- ethernet is optional. It's additional. <laughs> and they put it on, <laughs> they put it on the power adapter, which is, you know, part of the thinness is that um, the power supply is on the outside. You have a brick now instead of just a straight cable, um the cable itself is pretty interesting it, it, it's connected magnetically to the back and it's a really strong connection it's it's um good experience and and there's no bad configuration i don't think i mean for 1299 you get 256 gigabytes of ssd storage before you had to avoid the the low end processors and the um spinning disc hard drive spinning disc hard drives and for a non- long time display that, non- that like <laughs> yeah.
0: 2021 is the year that they finally fixed the base end iMac because you yeah. can't buy that anymore right yeah so and it the- was not it was cheaper because it was only 999 dollars but it was so outdated it didn't even it didn't have an ssd it didn't have a nice screen like it was so bad uh so going, make, making the baseline, I'd prefer the current timeline where the baseline's more expensive, but it's actually something you should buy, whereas the old one was like, avoid it at all costs. Yep.
1: And this is the first time we've had, like you mentioned, the colors. They, they color match the um, mouse, trackpad, and keyboard. And they also add a Touch ID to the keyboard. So that's, that's the, that, that, that was a big deal several years ago was when Touch ID coming to the Mac, especially the desktop Mac, um, on an external keyboard, because we had it on, on Mac Notebooks since 2016 and uh face id had already come and and spread throughout the iphone lineup so 2021 that's the year of touch id on desktop computers uh, only compatible with m1 and and higher so far but uh you know that that makes sense but and they did they did a good job with it it's not on the base model so you need to have a higher configuration but it is sold separately though right like you can you can buy the silver version on its own. You can't buy mm-hmm. the, the color Yeah, it's actually... On. I
0: believe it's even a different silver to the silver uh, iMac one. Like, it's a slightly different shade. But mm-hmm. if I wanted that for my laptop, I could buy that and have Touch ID external as mm-hmm. well as the Touch ID on the actual laptop itself, which is nice. Yeah. So uh, Center I mean, stage? Nope. Wasn't no, on the no, no iMac. No center stage. But the webcam yeah. was so a lot better, So that feels, though. again, like maybe the timelines are slightly out of whack. Like, that'll be an... That'll surely come... Because that's a great computer to have center stage on. Uh, so that'll be what i'll look for when this thing gets gen 2'd or whatever in two years or so mm-hmm. and then obviously face id i wasn't expecting face id on the base end imax uh i kind of hope the imac pro that's coming out in 2022 hope that's the year when they start bringing face id to max uh because that that computer would be pretty expensive i'm sure and they could definitely it would definitely be a lot nicer experience with face id there instead of instead of having touch id on the keyboard again uh it just seems like we're on a very delayed timeline for these features to come to the Mac, even though they're all running on the same silicon. So it feels even easier than ever for them to do it. But the rumors are out there that they're working on Face for the Mac, but it's certainly not confirmed that it's coming out in 2022. So I hope it is, but it's not. It's not a sure thing yet. The that was the iMac M1, but really the highlight, the highlight of the Mac, and perhaps the highlight of the year for me, because it's basically the only product I bought. Uh, well, that's not true actually, but the the main product I bought. The MacBook Pro M1 Pro slash M1 Max generation, fourteen inch and sixteen inch. We spoke about it in like an episode a couple of a month or so ago. But still, this machine is so good. Like my only complaint is that it's slightly too heavy. I wish it was lighter. It's just too. It is heavy. It feels like a tank. Uh, you have the sixteen inch, right? I have the sixteen inch, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure the fourteen. I haven't actually held the fourteen inch, but the 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 thing that makes it feel heavy is not the fact that it's big. Like it's just the base of it is is significantly heavier than the previous generation and the the 2019 16 inch was pretty heavy but this one's even heavier so it does feel heavy when you pick it up like you kind of have to two-hand it into your laptop bag whereas the old one I could put it in one-handed uh but as I use it sitting on the desk most of the time anyway it doesn't really it doesn't bother me too much but if i could tweak it slightly i'd have it slightly lighter but otherwise this thing is so good it's so fast it's dead silent the fans never come on I can do whatever I want with it. It just works. The screen is fantastic. Like it has its mini LED, obviously, which is way better than what you used to have. Mini LED isn't perfect, but it's dramatically superior to standard LCD for sure. The contrast ratios you get on this thing are just incredible. The, The 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 kind of richness of looking at things like you're looking at photos, you're looking at like web assets on the Apple website. They're just so crisp. It's beautiful, and you get the. For people that w- were craving for the ports to return, obviously now you have HDMI and SD card, and I personally don't have much use for those because the laptop mostly lives its life plugged into a Thunderbolt dock at, on a single uh, place. But, you know, there's going to be a time over the course of the lifetime of this machine where I want to plug into a TV once or twice and we don't have an amp TV there, maybe we're visiting relatives and stuff, and so I can just plug plug it in directly and I'll, and I'll like it. So I'm happy with that. But, like, for me, the ports could be exactly the same as the 2019 generation. I'd still be just as happy because... Mm-hmm it's just fantastic i like the design with the black keyboard well uh which is like the main uh, color design change because it's still a space gray and silver uh but by the time that i come around to you know maybe the 2024 mabra pro when it's time for me to buy another one if they could just take the black keyboard well and extend it out to the entire machine so it was like a matte black laptop that'd be super sweet but this machine's so good it's so fast like I, I maxed out the RAM to sixty-four gigabytes, which is maybe a bit excessive, but it's so not like I can. Ha- I opened every application. <laughs> I did the thing where you open the applications folder and you just press like select do and press enter, and it it opened every application without even like you wouldn't even know it. Like it was dead silent. There was the RAM usage was like twenty percent. It was like such a good laptop. So happy, good. I'm so happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. The notch. Hmm. Still too big. <laughs> i mean i, I it's come I've, I've got used to it now like i do ignore it and you forget it, it's there but when you go the notch is there you look at it and you're like why is it that wide like and i that we've even seen a tear down where there is quite a lot of empty space around there uh so if it had face id i wouldn't care but because there's no face id there it's like it just feels like a super wide notch in the same year that they made the iphone 13 notch smaller this notch is the same width as the old iphone 12 and earlier models and it has less components in the same space. So mm-hmm. that sticks out. But come on, like the laptop's fantastic.
1: What do you, what do you think about MagSafe because that's that's
0: back? I barely use it. <laughs> Cuz again, I plug into a thunderbolt dock, but right, yeah. I I mean, I've I've I put it in the MagSafe. It snaps in, it feels nice. I am travelling to see some relatives. Uh well, I have travelled to see some relatives in a time travel, you know, podcast time travel. Uh I probably won't because I won't obviously I'm not taking my thermal with me. I have a now choice. Do I take the USB-C charger or do I take the MagSafe charger? I mean, I might as well take the MagSafe charger because it's technically slightly better for that situation. So Might as well take the mismatched MagSafe charger. <laughs> yeah, the the fact they didn't colour match it was a bit bit of a bit of a scam. Like colour match as long as you buy silver. Yeah, I bought the space gray, and if I'd have known like up front that the you weren't gonna get a space gray MagSafe cable, I might have just bought silver just so it matched. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a big deal, but It does feel like they literally went to such a degree with the M1 iMac with color matched everything, power cable, keyboard, mouse, trackpad, literally (laughs) the works. And then these super expensive laptops come out and it's like, no, you're getting a silver MagSafe cable every single time. And they don't even have to make a separate, they didn't even have to make a separate brick because the brick is, because it's just a cable now separate from the brick. All they need is a slightly different colored anodized cable, but nope. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I thought like, I spent a fortune on it, but it was worth every penny. Like the laptop's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and
1: and you're ending the year. That's that's your your one true Mac, right? That's the only Mac. That oh you yeah. Use. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm ending I'm ending the year where I started with a with, with my only Mac being the MacBook Air M1 base model. You, you had
0: a dalliance with the M1 iMac.
1: But I added I, and the iPad M1 iPad. You know, with no Mac in the picture for a while. Um, but but ultimately the the portability of a, of of a, of a notebook is important to me. And um, being able to connect to a display and have a desktop experience is is uh, is, is practical enough. Um, and when I when I bought this one, it was it was hundred It was nine hundred dollars instead of thousand dollars. So it was like, do I put this money toward a MacBook Pro for two thousand and up, or do I do I do just what I need and be happy with it for nine hundred? And that was a pretty easy decision for me.
0: Oh yeah, like we've said this a thousand times over. The nine, the, the base model MacBook Air. With M1, perfect for almost everybody. Like, that machine is so good. And they're going to rev it in the next six months or so to be even better. But I'd still buy it today. If you, if you need a new laptop, that that M1 Air, so good. Lasts forever, really fast, dead silent. Like, what can you complain about? And then uh, this this year, <laughs> if, uh, pro- you know, probably if you listen to the last few uh,
1: annual roundups, uh, we talk about AirTags. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And this is the year that they came about. And they came. We bought them. We tried them. In artificial circumstances, they work pretty well. We put them on our stuff and then we forgot about them. <laughs> At least that's how it went for me. Uh, I think AirTag's are a fantastic product. They work, they work just as design. They work better than Tile because they have such a bigger network of devices ready to, tell, to Bluetooth ping your location around. Uh, and they're pretty cheap. And they're pretty small, and you just stick them on your keys, or you stick them on somewhere, and then you forget about them, and you hope you don't lose your thing. But if you do, the air tags have got a decent chance of actually helping you find them. Like, I know there's all the recent controversies about stalking, and them being used in ways that aren't the intended way for criminal purposes. But the product themselves, I, I can't, I can't blame them. I think they're pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad air tags are here, so we, we you know, got that out of the way. They were, they were rumored for so long, and uh, you know, now, now they're completely behind us in the sense that we only need to talk about them if there's, you know um, you know, a carjacking story that has nothing to do with their tags or, you know, they, they change something about how they work. But um, I, I've got um, two, that, two, two that are the ones that I care about. The one, one on my keys and the one on my backpack and um, I hope I never have to use them. It, it, the, the key one's more important. To, well, more useful for me because if the keys get misplaced, I can make them ding and that's helpful um, the backpack situation, I, I did leave my backpack somewhere recently at a, at a restaurant and I realized it before I saw the alert, but had it been stolen, it would have been, you know, helpful to know, I suppose. Um, or it's just
0: nice to say that it is actually where you realized you lost it or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a situation of, I brought my backpack, I was on the motorcycle and I, um, uh, went to have lunch and put the backpack on the, on the ground next to me. And, uh, left without it <laughs> and so then i called the restaurant and they said hey we'll put it up for you okay thanks i'll pick it up tonight that's <laughs> nice yep nope. and uh <laughs> next up is is Air- airpods so um y- did you even buy any airpods this year did you
0: no i thought about it but yeah my current ones still work and there's the question of the fit over the third generation buds because different people have had very different experiences on yeah how well they accommodate their ears so i was like well if my current ones are still working i'm not going to rush out and buy new ones that <laughs> might be a pain so yeah uh but yeah these third gen airpods are what i would buy when these current ones die out like i don't know if i just got lucky but the second gen buds battery seem to be holding up pretty well for me just randomly so might as well just carry on with that for a- another little while but third gen airpods they get the design of the airpods pro uh they get special audio which is nice and they get slightly longer battery too so a uh, pretty nice update, and they made the prices cheaper because uh, no longer do you have to pay extra for the wireless charging case. So now it's just one fifty for third gen AirPods, and they're still selling the second gen AirPods for one twenty nine now. Um, so yeah, a decent update, and the the case uh, they added MagSafe to the cases of the uh, third gen AirPods and the AirPods Pro. So you just obviously they always charged over cheap, but now you get the little like magnetic attachment. So pretty decent update for the AirPods. Obviously, a lot of people are waiting out for AirPods Pro v2 which are expected to be pretty dramatic like losing the stems and stuff so we'll probably see that later this year um but yeah third-gen airpods i give that i give that a tick
1: the next thing is is beats so i think there were there were more beats released this year and, and mm-hmm. also there was a lot cut this year <laughs> like some were pretty new um but they, they've narrowed it down one of the one of the, the higher end things is the beats fit Fit pro um i forget what are the what are the names of the ones that, that i bought recently studio buds is studio that? buds yeah, yeah. I, I lost those I'm, I hate to say it. <laughs> I know where I lost them, but I couldn't couldn't trace them back. I have the case still.
0: What's weird about the Beats Fit Pros is they're basically what we expect the AirPods to, the AirPods Pros to be like the next gen of AirPods Pro in terms of design, mm-hmm. except they've got Beats logos on them. So if you want like a bit of the future today, the Beats Fit Pro seem pretty good, and they have all the auto pause when you take them out your ear and all those features. So. And they're not too expensive either. Like beef, it's pretty good uh, offering in the lineup. They just don't have Apple logos on them.
1: Hmm. Neither, neither are the AirPods, uh, <laughs> Apple <laughs> a- Apple Watch this year. We got the Series Seven, which is a major redesign with flat sides. And wow, that square design looks beautiful. You know, it's basically a mini iPhone 12 or 13. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, that was a fun one where that was um, backed by uh, Ming Chiquo and Mark Graham of Bloomberg and you know reliable sources. And, um, then when the series seven was, was revealed, it, they, they did call it a whole new design. Um, that's because the screen was, um, stretched further out to the edges by, by shrinking the bezel and making the height a little taller, I believe, but, um, not a, not a big design change. And if, if you are upgrading from the series, uh, four through six, the screen itself is not going to be a massive change. This is from wearing one every day since its release and, um, also having a series six to reference. Uh, if you have something earlier than a than a series um, series four, or if you, or if you started out with an Apple Watch SE, then then it is a well, even from the SE, it's not that big of a change, but it it is it is a it is nice. It's it's better to have this than not. It's just not a not a. We well, yeah, I don't feel like we've had from the from the series three to series four leap yet. Again, yeah, this this feels more minimal than than even that did. Um, it is nice, but
0: yeah, it is. It is nice, but it's not essential in any way. And yeah. they didn't add any other like health sensors this year. Like, if they did done the design tweak plus added like the temperature sensor that was rumored, maybe that had made a better package. But as it stands, you get like a slightly bigger screen, which aesthetically looks good because it does minimize the bezel a lot. But it's not impactful enough to justify buying a whole new watch. I don't think. But it's a nice. It's nice in the in the progression and uh, when they are, uh, you know. N- basically now they're at the point where whatever they add next year it'll be time for me to upgrade if you see what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm ready for it and I, I do like how the series 7 looks i would have preferred obviously something more dramatic like the rumored series 7 design just for you know a change up in fashion almost uh but when it when the series 8 rolls around next year with presumably you know an extra sensor or two then that'll make an overall package of the new design plus new stuff on, on the way so i'll be upgrading next year on the watch nice basically for sure but not this year
1: Yep. Uh, the, the Apple Watch SE remained unchanged and has this, the same price, which is still a bit too high for the...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: for 279 the, too expensive. Yeah. yeah. When, when, what is it? And it's, so is this
0: Apple Watch Series 3.
1: Yeah, Series 3 still around, you know... 199 Yeah. I mean, it's possible that Series 3 gets canned, like, in the spring before, mm-hmm. you know, before the full year is out, but... Hasn't yet. Yeah,
0: I mean, what people were hoping this year was that the SE would come down in price slightly, maybe to $250, two fifty, two twenty, and then that would be enough for Apple just to can the Series Three altogether. But that didn't happen. The Series Three. I wouldn't recommend anyone to buy a Series Three. Yeah, I know some people do, but mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest it.
1: The Series Three still has a spinning hard drive and uh, <laughs> LCD screen. <laughs> yeah, it's really and,
0: and, and a big fan, car. big fan inside of it. Yeah, like maybe. Last year you could get away with it, but 2021 it doesn't feel doesn't. Especially with the eight gigabyte storage, like that's so limiting as well. Like you get the old design, you get the tiny storage allocation. It's just a just a bad device, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and it's worth mentioning that with the family setup feature, where you can buy an Apple Watch for a family member without them having an iPhone, and you can set it up for them through your iPhone and manage it that way. You can't do that on the cheapest Apple Watch in the lineup. It's SE or Series Four and higher but it's not series three, even series three with, with cellular service. So um, that that's a weird omission in general, but also just the, the fact that they're still selling it is, is um, becoming more and more strange and a little, little bit um, cheap on Apple's part.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, this is, this is the year of a brand new Apple TV. It is. Whole it new is. design.
0: <laughs> I mean, I uh, bought one. I think it's decent upgrade. You get, like, but it's only a decent upgrade because the remote was different, you know. Like, yeah. the actual the actual puck itself, it got a slightly faster processor than the A10 Fusion chip, and that was about it. You so, can
1: you can airplay, uh, you, you can airplay the uh, HDR video from your phone. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the 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 HDMI port is HDMI 2.1, but the software only supports HDMI 2.0 functionality because it doesn't output 120. Yeah. Uh, It'll do 60 FPS at HDR now, but not 120 FPS. So you're saying so. the hardware is
1: ahead of the software?
0: Yeah, have you heard of, have you heard of that <laughs> thing happen before? <laughs> okay. Better, better than the hardware
1: being behind, as long That's as they true. catch it up. I the mean, the main, pro-
0: the main problem with the Apple TV remains the price. It's still too expensive. And they still sell the Apple TV HD at 149 It's like, come on. The, the Apple Watch <laughs> Series 3 and the Apple TV HD are definitely in the bad corner. Uh, the Apple TV 4K it's a good product but it's too expensive but it's like if you buy it you'll be happy but it's too expensive i like the remote they did a good job with the remote
1: yeah you can can buy the remote on its own it comes with the old apple tv now too
0: yeah it does uh the remote is expensive as well like the chrome the google chromecast which i would probably recommend if you're not buying apple tv the new google chromecast the entire chromecast is cheaper than just buying the new sierra remote which is kind of insane but like if, if apple tv had pulled a homepod mini and just no, drop the price to $99, dollars. It'd be in a much better position, but at one seventy nine, it's too expensive. And unfortunately, that was kind of like all Apple really did this year for home stuff. Like they did add those three new colors for the HomePod Mini, but obviously the product's the same, the price is the same. They didn't do anything else really in the home space this year, which is kind of disappointing. They killed uh, the big HomePod. That was a oh sh- yeah. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Yeah, they killed the Big HomePod. Every time the HomePod has a software update, I sit there and pray. I'm like, please don't break it. Please don't break it. Please don't break it. <laughs> uh but they still work. Mine still I still have two originals that I bought pretty much on launch day and they still work fine, so I'm I'm happy. But if they died, I would be genuinely upset because I think they're great products, but I just have to hope that Apple has a replacement ready by the time they actually die. But we haven't even got rumors that that's happening, so I'm, I haven't got too much confidence in that.
1: Yeah. And um the iPod, <laughs> the
0: iPod is the product that remains in the lineup. The iPod Touch didn't get an update this year, and in fact, they minimised its presence even more because there was a pretty big like Apple Store website redesign where they added loads more tabs. They added a dedicated store tab and all sorts of stuff. But in the old like pre 2021, the Apple Store would have a music tab, and on the music tab, the last thing in the list would be the iPod Touch. But now. Like the iPod Touch is ipso facto removed from sale because the only way you can find it is by searching for it. Like it's not it, you you can't click on any of the top tab categories and it's not in any of the sub list there. So it's still sold. It's still in stock in like twenty different colors with the a <laughs> a- A10 chip and a four inch screen and you know kind of kind of mere product uh, and it's one ninety nine and up. Uh, But it's still sold, but they haven't paid any attention to it, and it's as if they don't sell it. Like it has the same presence on the store as like a random generic accessory from a third party. So I feel like they're phasing it out.
1: Yeah the the argument that it's the you know the iOS device for kids that works for for you know uh, some, but I think that. Well, in my experience, the iPad is much more compelling for kids and mm-hmm. you can you can get them at very similar prices, you know, especially with sales and everything. Like the 329 iPad on sale can be, you know, in the in the 280 range.
0: Yeah, especially if you get like the last gen 9.7 inch iPad on sale. Sure, yeah. It's like 220. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the Apple Touch is a, like 170 if you're getting on sale. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's a 4 inch screen compared to a 10 inch screen and the processor is older and all this other stuff that just doesn't make it hold up. And what I find is that you know, adults just pass their phones down to their children. So if you want an iPod Touch S replacement, you just take your old phone and you give it to them to use, you know. Or you buy them an iPad, so.
1: We we do have the the blue iPod Touch in the family, but it doesn't it hardly gets to use not because of its size or anything, but because the battery life just does not compare to even an iPad. Um mm-hmm. you know, 320 on an iPad, that that's the biggest factor. Is the battery life isn't up there uh and yeah, an ipad it, it, will
0: last on a, a long car journey but an ipod touch won't
1: right and in the battery i mean i forget what year this ipod came out in but i when i bought it when it was brand new and so that battery is also pretty degraded and so it's really just a, it, it, and the main use for it for my son is for gaming or watching videos and um you know crank up the screen brightness and it gets really hot and dies really quick so um it, it it's actually just living on a shelf right now <laughs> sort sort of like in the apple store but uh, it, I think that's the year. I think that's the year. A- Apple car rumors are still spinning. Uh, Apple AR and VR ambitions still remain. Um uh, I mean, it
0: seems pretty likely okay. that, that something, some hardware headset, is going to be announced in 2022. Mm-hmm. Like everything's converging on that. Whether mm-hmm. it comes out in 2022, or whether it's like you know announced and then released like early 2023, and it's probably not going to be like a mass consumer product. It's going to be like a high end, you know, developer esque hardware like airpods max equivalent product you know kind of thing but even more expensive uh but something of that is actually going to materialize for real it seems pretty certain that's going to happen at some Mm -hmm. point uh in 2022 the car stuff is further out uh but the headset is going to be like the big announce the big new announcement from apple in 2022 at least as the rumors tell us from today you know how spotify has that
1: that accessory that adds like voice control to your car for spotify and it's yeah, and it's some
0: stupid name, right?
1: Spotify car thing is the name of it. Spotify car thing. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to adopt that for Apple Car and just say Apple Car thing.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is not a bad name because <laughs> we don't fully know if it's a car, but we think it is. But yeah. it's definitely a car thing.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, I watched the movie Swan Song on Apple TV uh, over the weekend, and there's so much in that movie that. If if I didn't know any better, I think Ming Chi Kuo got the script for it and thought it was like a product roadmap because <laughs> there is self driving taxi, you know, basically, and without steering oh, wheels funny. and everything, and um, you know, it, it, watch that movie if only for the technology <laughs> because it's pretty, it's a pretty cool vision of, of what 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 could be the future. So.
0: Do you have like a 2021 hardware highlight quickly? I mean, not for me, it's obviously the MacBook Pro. Uh.
1: Hmm, something new this year that.
0: I mean, if I if I wasn't picking the MacBook Pro, it might be like iPad Mini or M1 iMac or the AirTag, depending on your preference. That'd be my, that'd be my guess of what the top tier releases were this year. But
1: yeah, I I would I would say that the iMac, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I used it for several months. I didn't end up keeping it around because I felt um, like having something. That value that I that I wasn't using much anymore because of the MacBook Air was was too much to keep around. But um, as as an all in one desktop, that is a fantastic machine. Uh, really, really, really good. So that that's my highlight is the, the iMac and in, in any color you want.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, that is the Happy Hour podcast for the year. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Um, if you enjoy the show, you can uh, subscribe in Apple Podcast for the ad free version. We also thank you for. Uh, supporting our sponsors in the in the uh, ad supported version it helps us out a whole lot. And if you have any feedback for the show, you can email Benjamin and I together at happyhour at ninety five mac mac.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Apollo Zach. That's A P O L L O Z A C. And Benjamin, you're on Twitter at Bizare And We'll be back next year with a new episode. Bye, everybody, happy new year! Mm-hmm.